Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Welcome to Development Hell. every horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Korngut. I am the managing editor of Dread Central. I am also a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Development Hell. Usually on this podcast, as you know, we tackle unmade horror movies, but every so often we try something different, and today is one of those days. We are, for the very first time in development hell, history, attempting a review episode. That's right, today we are reviewing Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now you might be thinking, uh, that sounds kind of familiar because yes, we have addressed this topic on the podcast before. I've actually interviewed writer-director Reese Frank Waterfield about his movie and gave some of the context to how I, Josh Coringa, your host, am personally connected to this film. But I thought, well, why not do it again? The movie came out, I saw it, I have thoughts, and I also just like repeating the fact that I have a special connection to this movie because it makes me feel, I don't know, important and special. So we're going to do all of that today. But first things first, we are joined once again by repeating guest judge, Jules Bruin. Jules, how's it going? I'm glad to be here once again. I have mixed emotions about you forcing me to watch this movie. (laughs) Mixed emotions. Well, that's good. Jules, can you do me a favor and reintroduce yourself to the Development Hell audience? Yes. Hi, everybody. It's me again. I am Jules Bruin. I am a therapist in Toronto, Canada. I specialize in addiction and mental health coming from a trauma-informed lens. Um, So I'm not exactly a movie critic, but I've been uh, Josh's best friend for, I don't know, 12 years or something. Mm -hmm. So he has begrudgingly forced me to watch tons of horror things, kind of against my will. But um, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm personally quite excited to have you back. You were here not that long ago when we did our mini-series 
uh, Jeepers Creepers Unseen, which was, I'm going to say, tonally quite different to what we're about to do today. Yes. But that wasn't the only time you've been here. Jules, do you remember some of the other episodes that you have graced Development Hell for? Yes, I think I've done three others. So I did two of the, of course, the uh, the Jeepers Creepers Unseen, but then I did three sort of regular Development Hell. Uh-huh. Um, I think I did Jaws, one of the Jaws ones. Jaws three people zero. That's right. I did the the Conjuring one. So what's that guy's name? The Crooked Man. Thank You're doing you. pretty good. You're doing pretty good, <laughs> but also bad. I'm so sorry. And there was a third. What was the third? Reanimator. Yes. House of Reanimator. House um, of Reanimator, yes. Yes, yes. And so I guess and that's five. This makes six. Wow, you're basically a co-host at this point. Thank you. I you're love awesome. it. Yep. Um, and you're on something very special, which is our very first review episode. And Woo! you know, you say you're not a critic, but officially I would say you are. You're going <laughs> to get your Rotten Tomatoes approval um, in the Thanks. mail. I mean, listen, I'm going to critique this. So here you we go. You are. And you know what? This isn't going to be the first time I've ever heard you do a critique. Jules mm. and I are in a movie club with with a bunch of our very close friends. And I would say Jules' opinions are loud and they're proud. And um, they are, you don't hold anything back. You're, you're often, don't. Yeah. Would you I say mean, that you're one of the nicer or one of the meaner? Of the group? I'd say I'm probably one of the, the meaner. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also say that my, my opinions are usually not agreed with. As, as Josh could tell you, we've had many a, a heated discussion, we could say, about my like hot takes on movies. <laughs> I would like, if you're comfortable with it, just to like warm up the waters what would you say some of your most or some of your hottest takes from movie club have been yeah i can say my like most controversial ones okay okay. um and i feel like i'm gonna get hate for this but i had a real weird react we we watched um we need to talk about kevin Mm -hmm. and i really felt like the mom was abusive to little baby kevin (laughs) yeah you were very very supportive of kevin and very not supportive okay tilda I don't know if I wasn't, su- I was supportive of Kevin, but yeah, I just felt like him. Tilda had postpartum depression and was like sort of taking out her trauma on this little boy and that, and that she saw him as a monster. So he became a monster. But I think that, that mm. I have been very clearly told I was wrong about that. So speaking yeah. of the truth, speaking of legacy, speaking of um, historical accuracies, I wanted to start this episode once again by diving a little bit into how I, Josh Coringa, and even development hell this podcast are personally connected to winnie the pooh blood and honey because we're talking about it so why not make that connection once again for those who maybe aren't aware would you be okay with that jules yeah let's do it so for those who don't know i was actually the very first journalist to report on this film back in may of 2022 i am the managing editor of dread central so part of my job there is to report and write stories on what I consider to be underreported topics. So stories within horror journalism or horror movie journalism that not a lot of people are talking about. I, every morning with my coffee, dig really deep into the trenches of horror internet fandom and look for um, stories about indie movies or people in the uh, industry that maybe other places on the internet aren't necessarily writing about. And one day I came across this IMDb page page for a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I looked around. Nobody, for some reason, had yet to report on this film. I wasn't even sure, to be honest with you, 
if it was 100% real. But on the IMDb page, there was a full description, a full cast, full writer-director information, and like 10 stills from the film. So for me, that was kind of good enough. It really felt like that maybe this was just a really small indie project that had been sort of swept under the rug. No one had really heard of it. And I actually wasn't even sure if I should report on it because it felt so, you know, indie. But I decided to anyways because it really caught my attention because it was, you know, a horror version of Winnie the Pooh. So I reported on it. And within the day, it was viral article. People like Variety, Bloody Disgusting, IndieWire, everywhere you could, Entertainment Weekly, People Magazine, everywhere you could imagine, picked up my story and then rewrote it. And it sort of spiraled into virality. And now it's out. (laughs) And now it's in the wilderness. As my friend Jules, do you remember when that happened? I do. And (laughs) I gotta say, it was weird because I, all of a sudden, was everywhere. Like, it was all over all my feeds it was it was shocking because of course i saw you when you first posted the article and i was like this is a weird thing you know whenever i read it and then all of a sudden within like a day it mm-hmm. was everywhere and it was I didn't realize at first that it was because of you. I just thought maybe this was a kind of a big thing, which I was uh-huh. like, why is this a big thing? This looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then you were like, and then, and you showed me like you were quoted and everything. It was, yeah. it was, it was, you made it very known that you started this. <laughs> Did I? Would you say that I was shy about it? Oh, you were no, not shy. I feel like ah. everyone you could see, you were like, have you heard of Blood and Honey? Because I made it happen. So, <laughs> Listen, I didn't make it happen. I didn't make the movie. I was just, I think, the first person that sparked interest in it. Yes. I think about it a lot, that if I hadn't written that article, if someone else had gotten to it, would it have spiraled in the same way? And I do think probably it would have. But the the question that I keep sort of thinking about is, why had no one written about it yet? And why was I even sort of hesitant to write about it at the time? Like, is there a world where this movie is what it was supposed to be? Like, a very, very, very direct-to-video horror movie that appears on the 10th page of Amazon Prime horror section and nothing more. You were part of that and 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 part of me wonders should it not have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Not because I don't love you and all that you stand for, but because this movie was absolutely, you know, I need to find something on Shudder and here's a random thing that I've never heard of. I would say this is almost worse than like something you'd find on Shutter. I I really stand by the fact that it's like 10th, not 10th, 5th page on like Amazon Prime video horror movie section. Yes. Where like it's, they they even, they start to feel less and less like real movies and more and more like, you know, the algorithm kind of just created a horror movie out of nothing. That kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. AI wrote a horror movie. Kind of. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yet, you know, with my help, or even maybe without my help, it would have happened anyways, this became a huge viral topic. Mm-hmm. People couldn't stop talking about it. People couldn't stop writing about it. And it just became one of the most talked about movies of the year. So much so it was IMDb's second most anticipated movie <laughs> of 2023, second only to Barbie. Shut up. Yeah. That's yeah, really. insane. Really crazy. You know, we were talking about this before we went to the theaters this weekend, mm-hmm. you and me. And we were talking about like, why do we think that is? And I do have some theories as someone that from my work at Dread Central, I have made an observation, which is that people tend to really connect with a horror that juxtaposes with the wholesome. A topic that was really viral 
wrote all of 2021 and 2022 was The Monsters by Rob Zombie. So I think the combination of, you know, the gritty, dirty horror of Rob Zombie with the wholesome, family-friendly, G-rated monsters, when you put those two things together, I think it really like causes a shift in people's psyches and it makes them want to know more. And I saw the exact same thing go down with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Totally. And I, think, yeah. I was going to say, I also think like Winnie the Pooh has this weird other life too, where people are always talking about how, you know, it's all the different mental illnesses. Like, I feel like there's mm. always been these sort of, sort of theories that Winnie the Pooh is darker than it is. That's and I think, true. yeah, yeah. I, I think people like to sort of, you know, that like ruin your childhood, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think people kind of like that sort of creepy nostalgia mix. They absolutely do. You know what, Jules, I totally forgot about that previous era of like, you know, all those theories behind the different mental illnesses that the different characters within Winnie the Pooh had. Yeah. Let's see if we can remember them. So Eeyore definitely was depression. Yes. Um, Tigger was definitely like ADHD. Yes. Um, Pooh, I must have been obesity, unfortunately. No, no. I think it was like schizophrenia or something. Like, I think it was darker oh. than that. I don't know. That makes a little less sense. Wasn't would I, Christopher Robin be schizophrenia? Yeah, right? Oh, God. And I also, I think that Tigger was, like, manic. I think it was, like, mania. It was, like, bipolar. (laughs) Oh, no, Tiggy. Yeah, I think so. And, like, Rabbit, like, narcissist? Tignataro. I love you. Tignataro. Rabbit was a narcissist? Okay. Or something. God, I I wish. What about Hoo-Hoo Owl? Oh, Owl, what was Piglet? I don't remember. I God, people are in the comments like screaming they're at in us. in their car and they're freaking out. Yeah, screaming. Well, we're wrong. driving, honey. And yeah, people love this. You were so right. People love the the ruining of a childhood classic. Yeah. It's like something. And after the announcement of this, it just continued to, to snowball. We They made and released a Grinch horror movie called The Mean One. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did hear about that. Um, so ridiculous i mean i haven't seen it myself but like so i can't speak to it and uh the creators of winnie the pooh and honey are in production on a movie called bambi i believe it's called bambi the reckoning oh my god can look forward to that there's a peter panhorn movie from these people also coming out as well (laughs) um and i think something that we are a, a glaring topic that we should probably bring up is um the whole reason i started this podcast to begin with which is american mcgee's alice uh, the Alice in Wonderland horror video game that I was so obsessed with that when the movie was announced and eventually sort of succumbed to development hell, it was the catalyst for me creating this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I guess it kind of started back then, it was back in 2001 with American Mickey's Alice. Are you, so I'm assuming you're familiar with that topic based on how much I bring yes. up? Yes. Yes. I bought you a calendar of American Mickey Alice. Oh my God, that's right. You- <laughs> Yeah, you did. And it took a while to arrive. It took so long to arrive. Where was it from? Australia? Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I loved it. I am queen of the impulse buy and not looking at where things are being shipped from. And then being like, why is it going to come in seven months? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the combination of COVID plus Australia. Yeah, yeah. Then I got it. it. And I could use it for half the year. I was going to say... Liz is someone that buys me a calendar every year, and I didn't get one this year. And it's I know, I know, you didn't get one. Do you know? I do know because I have gifts for you, but it's still not a calendar. Where are my gifts? They're at my house. Okay, I'll bring them to you. I literally have them. I literally have gifts for you. 
Well, I want them. I love Where are my good. gifts? You didn't give me Christmas gifts. You didn't want them. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll get you a Christmas gift. No, it's fine. It's I want to. Love that it's March. It's February 19th. As of this recording. Okay, people are home like, shut up. We don't care. And that's fair. Get to the blood and honey. Get to the blood and honey. So if you're okay with it, Jules, maybe we can jump into our thoughts, our feelings, our expectations, and our resentments when it comes to this movie. Yes. Uh, for everyone at home, I want you guys to know right now, we're saying it, there will be spoilers ahead. Nothing too heavy, but it's important that you're warned. And if you're really wanting that this movie not be ruined for you because... I don't know why you'd want that. Um, <laughs> skip ahead, turn it off now, come back when you've seen it. I gotta say, though, I don't think any of these spoilers will ruin the experience of watching it. I mean, it's just the same as the original Winnie the Pooh, so you already know what's going right? on. Right? Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> Jules, what would you say this movie was about? Oof. Uh, so, essentially, Christopher Robin, um, ran, as a child happened upon in the woods these sort of half animal half human hybrids and even though they were kind of scary looking he was like no i love you and so he kind of became they became his only friend and they were kind of all best friends and he would bring them food from his house so that they could survive and then he had to go away to college so after years and years of this he had to go away to college yep so he's like peace out be back in four years wait wait pause was he just living in the woods this whole time? No, he, like, he would go home. Them? He would visit them, but he would go home every night and bring and get food for them and then come in the day and bring them Got food. It. Honestly, it doesn't make a ton of sense because when he leaves, they're like, and then winter came. But winter would have had to come a thousand times. But anyways, I digress. I mean, at least eight. Yeah. Uh, anyways um so when christopher robin goes away to school because he's no longer supplying them with food they starve and to survive they have to eat eeyore r.i.p and then because of that that makes them so angry that they vow to basically take revenge on christopher robin and all humans Mm. and and violence ensues lots and lots a violence did ensue. So yeah, all of that was definitely delivered at the beginning of the film through this animated segment, which I, I liked. I was going to say, it's not a surprise to say that it's the best part of the film. Yeah. And I'm betting money was tacked on after the virality occurred. Mm, yeah. Because the, the quality felt a little different. It felt like they went out and they, they sort of got someone that knew what they were doing because they were throwing a little extra cash at this project. Yes. Also, I I felt like this this sort of like they talked about rabbit and they talked about owl, um, and both those characters were not in the movie, which not made yet, me think no. that they were tacked on because I feel like this movie maybe didn't have this kind of cool backstory before. Maybe not. They hadn't even probably thought that much ahead. They just mm-hmm. like had, yeah. For those who want to know, it's only poo and piglet in this first film but since winnie the pooh blood and honey 2 is in production as promised by the credits of this film i'm wondering if they will appear maybe some tigger maybe some tig and taro action tigger wasn't even mentioned though there was no tigger it's just a maybe tigger's like a disney invention no tigger was part of the i I had the original winnie the pooh books and tigger was damn oh damn i really liked winnie the pooh as a kid actually i was like really into winnie the pooh 
Really? I actually did not yes. know that. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. What was it about it that made you go ooh la la? Uh, there was something so like almost romantic about it. I don't know. Something so yeah. like it, it felt very like stuffed animals come alive, you know? That's nice. Pre That's... wood pre Toy Story. Um and I think there was something sort of yeah. magical for me about that. Definitely pre Toy Story. Yeah, That's... Pre 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 pre. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Well, you know what? Extra auspicious for you to mm. be here today then. I would mm-hmm. say extra auspicious to have you here for this. It episode. didn't ruin this movie didn't ruin my childhood though. It didn't <laughs> it I didn't mean... make me rethink. <laughs> so we're talking, what was it about? So yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was this. Oh, the opening section gave sort of the reasonings to why they were so pissed off and hungry in the woods. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Christopher, can I? Would you mind if I sort of helped? Oh, please, please continue the plot. So, uh, cut to modern day, and Christopher Robin and his twink wife arrive, <laughs> and they're like, "Let's go check out the Hundred Acre Woods, see what these babies are up to." And they go, and they're like, "Well." This is not good. Why are there skulls and like <laughs> empty containers of honey just everywhere? This can't be good. And then very quickly, um, Piglet kill his wife, which led to one of my favorite lines in the film, which is uh, <laughs> Christopher Robin runs into Pooh after he, Piglet just got real violent. And he said, Pooh, there's something wrong with Piglet. He just killed my wife. <laughs> And I was like, well, this is what we're getting ourselves this into. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then they abduct Christopher Robin. It seems, it seemed darker than it was, but they just abducted him and they're holding him. And then they, uh, they do flog him with the tail of Eeyore, which I, I loved love. that. I loved that part. Although I don't know if that would commit the same kind of bodily harm as it did in the film, but. No, but also like in real, like Eeyore is tail is supposed to be like nailed on but they flogged him with like a, a full like tail of an animal but anyways whatever <laughs> yeah it was fucking i don't know weird. why i'm being like specific who well, cares <laughs> no, it's all about the devils and the details okay that's right <laughs> well and so simultaneous to all of this wonderful storytelling um a group of ladykins lady lady ladies british ladies are on their way to their vrbo and they <laughs> i don't exactly know why oh yeah because they're going through some stuff. And so we have um, our lead woman, our lead character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going through some trauma. She experienced some, some some stalker situations that has led her to being a little bit spooked. Then we have an iconic lesbian couple. And then we also <laughs> we have a nerd. Pretty male gazy, But honestly, I was here for it. It's what the... It was, she was kind of the most fun of the movie, that character. <laughs> yeah. She's just like... There's this character that's just like half naked all the time. Yeah. She's just like in her room taking pictures of herself with like some like hilarious lighting. And then she's in the hot tub taking pictures of herself. And like she notices that in the back of one of these photos, two murderous people dressed up as Pooh and Piglet are just like With masks yeah are just like yeah lurking and she's like oh, that's weird and then she just goes back into the hot tub yeah she um, doesn't even care she's like I'm she's hot like, enough to be fine with this yeah yeah <laughs> my boob flotation devices will keep me safe that's the amount of hot that I aspire to me too like, it's so it keeps you so safe she was also like just twerking in the hot tub alone I was like yes Maybe get it like, 
finally someone like an audience for this incredible show that I'm putting Look on. Look at my goddamn body. It is worth all the shows to Piglet she and Pooh. Giving body, 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 body. Oh, she's stunning. And she was stunning. And there was a, like a first killer from the group, like the, a girl that like following this this group of women, mm-hmm. meeting them at the Verbo, but doesn't get there in time. And she looked so much identical to Lindsay Lohan. Yes, she looks so much like Lindsay Lohan. Like I don't mean old Lindsay. I mean Lindsay now. <laughs> the new Lindsay. Yeah, she did feel like new Lindsay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. New and wonderful Lindsay. And then that death was very male gaze actually, because like Clue just like grabs her Ugh. and her shirt just goes. Yeah, it's like yeah, a tearaway T-shirt. One. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You know what? This movie, like, I wanted this month. Like, we talked a little bit about expectations. Like, mm. I-, I thought this movie was going to be kind of that. Like you know a little bit sexist but like kind of still campy and fun so yeah very when there is a classer. moment yeah exactly when there's a moment where just tits are out i'm like yeah that's you know that's all right yeah it's like part of the expectations for sure what were your other expectations going into this i think i thought this movie was going to be um a lot more like just cheap blood actually some of the blood effects i was like surprised at how good they were really um, well i mean not good but uh, like i loved when they ran over the girl's head I thought that was great. Yeah, they do run over a girl's head. It was and uh, I didn't and it's think practical. It was like a lot yeah. of practical stuff. I, I think only think like a couple moments of CGI. Yeah, like the bees. But the bees, like there was a blood shower at one point. It seemed CGI oh, to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I was surprised that actually that was sort of good. I thought it would be more of the like cut away and then they're dead because they had no money. <laughs> I also thought they were going to be more animal. Um, I didn't realize it was just going to be a person in a mask. Well, I interviewed director Reese Waterfield, and he said to me explicitly that it was not a person in a mask, that these were really going to be Piglet and Pooh, and that maybe, like, I don't know why I assume that meant, like, under the mask there would be something going on. Uh-huh. I think based on the execution of the film, like, these store-bought, literally store-bought masks yeah. were just supposed to be what these monsters looked like. And it didn't even look like the masks had been like blended into the skin. It looked like it just like me and you bought a mask yeah. and we put it on. I've seen these masks. They're like a few hundred bucks. They're not cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not they are cheap. Masks. You can buy them from the store. Yes. Okay. I've seen. Well, I've literally seen them for sale. <laughs> and they are. I can't say that I wasn't, and that I'm not, and that I won't continue to be rooting for this film for some reason. And I don't know if that's my personal history with it or if it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And why would you expect any more or less? And honestly, I like the idea of people trying to make a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a community fine. thing. It's yeah. like, it's hard not to root for these people that are obviously kind of love horror. And they, I think they have a history of making like schlock, lock, lock, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we talked a little bit about the characters. <laughs> Let's talk about the writing of the film. Did mm-hmm. it, um, you know, are we expecting a nomination or two in 2024? <laughs> not to be harsh. Not to be harsh. Mm, honeybee. Mm-hmm. Harsh. Um, oh, it no. was, uh, the writing was tough uh was was a was a hard one uh to kind of get through because you'd be like what's happening there was also moments you know this this girl this group of girls like you know she had a stalker but that just kind of never amounted to anything the lesbians had like you know one was more invested than the other that never amounted to anything like there were they they the writing kept trying to have these like emotional pulls but there was no payoff there was no Built, like it, none of them made sense and so no. at the end it's like we don't care about any of these people 
you know no. there was like a weird flashback to Christopher Robin as a child and it's being like Pooh, don't you remember and it's like we don't care we just want to see slash we want to see boobs you know yeah. like it just oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it felt confusing the writing felt the tonally confusing to me there's a point near the finale where Pooh grabs one of the characters that we I guess are supposed to like and like the music starts to be like very dramatic and like yes. oh no I'm supposed to be sad that this girl is about to die and I was thinking I'm not sad I wasn't expecting there to be as many people in the audience. We saw this in theaters. Oh my God. What were you, how was that for you? I was shocked. It was packed. Like we were literally shoulder to shoulder with people. And it was downtown Toronto. It's like one of our biggest movie theaters. It was shocking. It was packed. And it was also packed with like young people. Like it was so surprising. I thought it was going to be dead. Yeah, I was pretty sure we were going to be the only people there. Yeah, it was a Friday night. I'm sorry, Saturday Saturday night. night. Saturday night. It was a Saturday. Yesterday. Yeah, people sorry. are seeing this movie. This movie is making money, honey, and I'm happy for it. Yeah, like, I mean, me money. too. Good, good, good for them. Good. Yeah, but where's yeah. your cut? <laughs> well, that's a huge question that I have feel like has been left unanswered, and hopefully will be answered with Winnie the Pooh too, Boo. But I have a feeling it won't be. There was a little part of me, a little bit of me, that thought maybe I'd get a thanks in the credits, and I didn't. And you know what? Maybe it was crazy. Maybe it was just being. Maybe that's just my ego maniac. What's the name of the um, personality disorder where you're like you think you're a god? Megalomania. My megalomania was just acting up. But yeah, I mean, listen. I wonder if they want to believe that that they're the reason this got big. You know, they maybe don't want to believe are. that it's a Dread maybe Central article. Um, maybe they listen. Are. We both know it is the Dread. It was you, but <laughs> not me. But Dread Central, Dread Central support support the girls. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm proud of them, and I hope they make something a little bit higher quality next time around. And speaking of which, Jules, what were your overall thoughts about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Uh, my overall thoughts were that there were moments of like the fun I wanted, yep. but overall it was kind of boring. And that mm. was my biggest problem with the movie. Like the cheapness, whatever, you know, the silly, you know what I mean? I, I knew all that was <laughs> going to be that, but there were just moments where I was just bored. And I guess that was my kind of biggest disappointment with this movie. I think that's fair yeah. i think that's fair would you mind if i gave my overall thoughts? please sorry i should have asked well how rude didn't. of me yeah <laughs> it was rude i think it basically met my expectations based on the promo materials that were out there and based on my knowledge of you know micro budget slashers as a genre you know i'm sure they made this in a week i'm sure that they made this with very 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 few funds and you know they did what they could and generally speaking i was fairly entertained it was pretty gross and gory Mm -hmm. acting was atrocious which is you know something to love in itself I do love campiness out of something that doesn't realize that it's being campy. I think that's a really important quality in camp. Like um, one of of your favorite podcasts and one that I guess I listen to is how did this get made? And they're pretty, they're pretty strict about the fact that like a movie can't know that it's being campy. Like you can't be a velocipaster. You have to be. It's not as fun when they're in on the joke. It's not as fun when they're in on the joke. And I do not feel like this movie was necessarily in on the joke. No, I I don't think so. I don't think so. So I like that about it. A little bit slow. Like the, the kiss of death and horror, in my opinion, is 
being boring. And I think it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes not to be. And I think generally speaking, it evaded it. But there was a little bit of that in the finale. I, I will Yeah, it was that. mainly the end half was sort of like, yeah. I can't say that I, I'm unhappy that I've witnessed it. It's pretty fucking wild that a movie like this got almost a wide release you never see that happen it's unbelievable it's kind of cool it's like a very rags to riches story you know yeah yeah of these like it's not a deprada yeah it's not a deprada um Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it is cool i mean it was cool to see this like really you know super indie yes absolutely fifth page amazon prime show to movie sorry to be in a packed theater downtown toronto on saturday night like pretty unbelievable pretty unbelievable and to, to, to yeah. like collapse people clapped at the end people were it really into it like people really enjoyed it i think yeah, i don't i don't think so. they were clapping you know sincerely but yeah they were <laughs> they were engaging i would say with this film and i think that's kind of all you can ask for that's right should we give this movie stars is that like an absurd thing to do i mean we can i i, I you know i feel like we've been trashing it but you know <laughs> well you go for it let's see what I, happens. i'm gonna say two stars two out of five uh-huh. um two to five okay yeah you know it like it wasn't horrible you know yeah if 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 we would have thrown this on and we were having a couple of drinks i would have enjoyed yeah no it wasn't horrible mm-hmm. it was it was good it was what it was and i think um maybe expectations are bigger because it becomes this big release but it, it was yeah it did the job well as you always say expectations equal resentment and, absolutely um on that note i too give this a two but that said like there were some movies at Sundance this year that I enjoyed less than this. So. <laughs> you know what? Like, get it, Pooh. Yes, get Pooh. It. Yes, Pooh. You silly old bear. You silly. Um, have you seen that TikTok of uh, Crystal Method from Drag Race doing Winnie the Pooh live? It's yes, incredible. yes. It's amazing. So I sent it to you. And I put it on Dread Central yes! Square back in the day. <laughs> And we didn't get much of a response, oh. but you know what? I don't. I don't apologize. Yes, I love that. Go Crystal Method. I. You know what? I agree. I've watched many movies that I disliked more than this that were like re- quote unquote you know real budget movies. So yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It's not a good movie, but if you like schlock and you like weird fifth page Amazon horror like we do, you know, go go for it. You're rarely going to see something like this in a movie theater. It just doesn't happen. And I think that's, you know, kind of precious. So Absolutely. It's an experience. It's an experience. It is. Um, well, on that note, Jules, thank you so much for joining me on yet another episode of Development Hill and the very first ever review episode. Wow. Ooh, I'm so honored. Thank you so yeah. much. And thank you to the listeners for bearing with me. I appreciate it. Oh, bearing, bearing up. <laughs> Uh, Jules, if you want to be found on the internet, where can you be found? I mean, not much to find, but you can find me on uh, Jules Rules Your World on Instagram uh, <laughs> or <laughs> Juliana Bruin on Psychology Today. Shit, love it. Thank you so much for listening to Development Hell. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do us a major favor of leaving us five stars and writing a positive review. It really makes all the difference in the world. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode of Development Hell. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.